Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 189. Fire Nation, this is Schmeadle. Prepare to ignite. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to keep Entrepreneur on Fire daily and for free. 99designs is the place for your logo, web, or merchandise designs for your brand. Visit 99designs.com slash fire to get $99 of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. LegalZoom is an incredible resource for all entrepreneurs. Protect your business and support Entrepreneur on Fire by going to LegalZoom.com, finding the right services for you, and entering FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Dan Radcliffe. Dan, are you prepared to ignite? I am. (laughs) All right, Dan. Dan is the Executive Director of International Volunteer HQ. IVHQ is the world's leading volunteer travel company, placing over 10,000 volunteer travelers onto quality, safe, and highly affordable volunteering programs abroad every year. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Daniel, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then take another minute and tell us about IVHQ. Okay, well, um, I'm still still relatively young, I'm 29, I um. I started IVHQ around, well, just under, well, about six years ago now, I guess. Um, we went live online five and a half years ago. Um, IVHQ was born out of, I suppose, a need that we saw for <coughs> affordable volunteer travel um, to be made accessible to you know people around the world. Um, I went to university here in New Zealand and I did a Bachelor of Commerce and a Master of Business. And I finished up and I had a, I went straight into a graduate program at a telecommunications company here. But I, um, within three days, I hated it. I was clock watching from the moment I got in the office and I decided, you know, I, I just wasn't happy and I couldn't see myself working in an office job for the rest of my life. So I quit. Um, I quit on the third day, which didn't go down very well, but... Um, <laughs> decided I needed to do something else in my life and so I wasn't I was at a real crossroads and didn't know what I wanted to do so I thought I'd go to Africa and volunteer now when I went to do it I found it was very expensive um, to do any short-term volunteering I was looking to go for around three months now if I wanted to go long term let's say I wanted to make a commitment of at least a year I could find organizations like the Peace Corp or the VSA in New Zealand that would accept me um, but I, I didn't have that much time. I didn't want to go for that long. I just wanted to go for a shorter, a shorter period of time. And the options that were available to me were, were incredibly expensive, which, you know, for a start surprised me. That was the first question I suppose I asked was why do you have to pay to volunteer? Um, upon doing some more research, it all became, you know, a lot clearer in the sense that you, you know, you have to offset your costs of being in the country in terms of the accommodations and meals and, the cost of someone to facilitate it, but it was still very, very expensive. Um, I suppose similar to what you'd be paying on a package holiday. 
So I found the cheapest option I could find and I went abroad and did it. Um, and I loved it, but still found it really expensive. And that was when I started having the idea of, you know, the, that volunteering should be more affordable. Um, you know, and it could be. And looking at where the costs were and looking at what I'd paid, I could see there were some big gaps there in terms of, you know, the margins that the companies that were currently organizing it were making. Um, so doing a bit of travel and speaking to other people, it's where the idea for IVHQ was born. Um, I came back to New Zealand. I worked on my parents' farm for a little while, moved back in with my folks, borrowed some money from them and got a nice website built. Travel back overseas, created some partnerships in Kenya, Nepal, Vietnam, and Thailand, and went from there. Really, we're at the stage now where we, yeah, we've we in our first year we sent around 500 people overseas um, to five different countries. I think it was in the first year, uh, doing a variety of work. We arrange these short-term volunteer trips, anything from one week up to six months. Um, we'll arrange your airport pickup. We'll have someone to meet you there. They'll orientate you into the country. They'll provide you with a placement, your accommodation, your meals. They'll look after you once you're finished. Back here at IVHQ in New Zealand, we do all the pre-departure information. So we'll answer any questions you've got before we go. We provide you with a big booklet. We provide you with access to some specialists for flights and insurance for your volunteer trip. And then we, we get all your feedback and we look at what you've enjoyed, what you haven't enjoyed afterwards and try and make improvements on that. So we're five and a half years into it, things are going well and yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting very interesting business to be involved in. I can imagine and there's so much more to delve into and we are definitely going to be doing this later on in the interview. But before we do, Dan, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote Gets that motivational ball rolling. I know you have a great one for us, so take it away. My success quote is from a man named Christopher Morley, who is an author in the United States. And his quote is, there is only one success to be able to spend your life in your own way. Um, and that for me is, uh, I suppose, it's something that's quite fitting because it's, it's sort of it's what I'm all about. I like to be able to do what I want in life, and it's part of the reason we... Um, started IVHQ is that I wasn't, you know, I suppose happy in a in your nine to five corporate job, and I wanted to do something that I enjoyed and do it my way. That's a great quote, and I really want you to take it down to the ground level, real quick, Dan. How do you apply this mantra to your everyday life? I guess it starts right back at when we started IVHQ. You know, I as I said, I was in this, I was back in, like, after I finished university, I was in a job for a few days and I could just see I wasn't going to enjoy working for somebody else and I didn't want to have to, I didn't want to see myself spending the rest of my life doing something for somebody else and not being able to do it how I wanted to. Um, and even, you know, after volunteering and traveling abroad, coming back and starting IVHQ, one of the big motivations behind that was to be able to, you know, do do things my way to be able to start a business and to be able to enjoy my life the way I wanted it to, to be able to travel. I had a I had a list of things that I wanted to do. So I wanted to at the time I wanted to be able to travel, I wanted to be my own boss, and I wanted to make money doing it. And so starting IVHQ fitted fitted all three of those really well. And so I think this um this quote's very very fitting of um of that and what we've done. So Dan, Entrepreneur on Fire is about the journey of the entrepreneur, and you're our spotlighted entrepreneur today. So we're going to talk about failure next, because in every entrepreneur's journey, we fail. We fail every single day on certain levels. 
But take us, Fire Nation, back to a time in your journey when you failed, when you really just fell down and you had to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and move forward. Take us through that transition and how you did overcome those challenges, those obstacles that you faced. Yeah, John, I think, um, I think failure is a very important part of you know, any, any entrepreneur's journey or any, anybody involved in anything, um, you know, whether it be sport or business or you know, those, those times that you fail are the most important times that you'll you know, you learn and um, you know, take yourself forward and move to a, to a higher level, I suppose. Um, the, main, the biggest failure, I suppose, that I, could, that I can relate with that we've had is in our second year of IBHQ, <coughs> being um, of IBHQ running, I went to India to start a new program there. And we uh, partnered up with a local organization, we did all the training, and it all went really well. But then I met another guy who was interested in web design. And at the time, IBHQ had just started, things were going well. It was my first, I suppose, my first foray into, a, into starting a business. And so, you know, you're sort of, you're feeling pretty good, almost bulletproof in the way that things are operating. And this guy came up with a proposal that we could start a business in India um, doing web design. It seemed, you know, it seemed almost foolproof. We, we chatted over over a few beers and he, we bounced a few ideas and he showed us, showed me the, the income, the, the, uh, the investment it would require. But I went into it in hindsight without really knowing a lot about the guy that I was dealing with. Um, and one year later, I was $30,000 poorer because of it. Oh. Um, I suppose I didn't get scammed, but it was it just the business just never took off. And for me, that was a really good lesson in knowing the people that you're dealing with. And I suppose it's one of those things that, you know, people say the, the most important aspect of your business is the people that you have in it. And, um, you know, that was very true in this case. Well, that's a great lesson that you just parlayed onto us. But if you just had to really take one clear lesson that you walked away from that whole experience, what would that be? Uh, know the people. Know the people that you're dealing with within your business, and whether it be employment, make sure you've got good people there that are working for you that buy into the company and know what you're doing. Um, or if it's a partnership, make sure you know the people really well that are working for you and representing you on the other side. So Dan, let's move to the other end of the spectrum now. Just like failure is part of every entrepreneur's journey, we also have these great aha moments that inspire us, that propel us forward, that pivot our businesses in different directions. Share with us an aha moment that you've had when that lightning bulb just came on and you said, wow, this is going to resonate with my authentic self, with my target market. And then share with us how you turned that moment into success. I guess I had a series of aha moments, John. Um, the first being when I was looking to volunteer initially, there seemed like there was a massive gap there in the market for uh, somebody to be providing affordable volunteer trips abroad. Um, the second one was when I got to Kenya and I looked at, I suppose, the cost that I'd spent on the trip that I was going on and looked at where the costs were being spent in country and realized that there was a real possibility there. Um, but I guess the biggest aha moment that I had was following that volunteer trip to Kenya, I, I traveled, I backpacked for six months through Egypt, South America, Europe, and met literally hundreds of people that were similar age to me in their 20s and discussed this idea that I had with them. And I guess it was kind of informal market research. And the response that I had during that time was overwhelmingly positive. And so many people had the same 
thought as, thoughts as me in terms of they liked the idea of volunteering, they wanted to do it, but just the cost was putting them off. Um, and so that for me, on those six months that I was traveling and backpacking through, really confirmed to me that I had something that was a strong idea and was worth following through with. So what were some of the areas that you really found that you were able to create more value so it wasn't such an expensive trip? Like what were some of these things that you realized and you've been able to implement in your current business that just make volunteering for short periods of time so much more affordable? I think the big thing we did was we made our fees a lot more, we've made our fees a lot more transparent than other companies. Um, when we first started, as I said, there were just expensive options out there. You, if you wanted to go for two weeks anywhere, you were looking at around a minimum of $1,500. Um, with us, when we started, we could provide a, a two-week trip for around 500 And how we did it was basically we just pulled everything back to the boards and made it very transparent in terms of where the money was going. We have a very simple... Um, a fee structure here at IVHQ whereby you pay us a set fee of what well, was $220 originally, um, now it's $249, but that fee comes to IVHQ and that covers, that's that's our fee which we take for facilitating your trip, for doing all the pre-departure support, and that's the same for if you're volunteering for one week or 24 weeks. Um, then we've got the program fee, and again, we break that down so you know you know what you're paying for your accommodation, your meals in country, your airport pickup, your transportation, the money to the project, and just by taking it back and being able to break it down for people, we could actually show that it wasn't that expensive to volunteer abroad. Essentially, we were just removing the larger margins that um, that other companies had been charging, and I guess because volunteer travel is something that's only really taken off in the last. 10 to 15 years, the um, it was still young enough that we were able to go in there and you know put out a really affordable option for people um, and be the first ones to do it. So Dan, Fire Nation's listening and they're hearing you say some very foreign countries and some different options available. Take us through one of your favorite trips from start to finish, what it would be like and what they would experience during this, let's just call it a three-month volunteer trip. Okay, um, I guess my favorite country is Kenya, um, partly because of the fact that it was the first country I ever volunteered abroad in. Um, now, it's a great country, you know, beautiful people, really friendly and welcoming. Uh, signing up on one of our programs, you'd apply online through our website. You'd, uh, once we check uh, the placements and providing you are old enough and if you were if you worked out for the program, let's, let's say you've applied for a teaching program and you're accepted, um, again, around 90% of the people are accepted. The main reason they aren't is for age, um, qualifications, they need to have a criminal background check provided. Um, so they'll apply online, they register through our website, and once they register, they're hooked up with an IVHQ program coordinator. Uh, that's one of our staff here at IVHQ, and what they'll do is they'll prepare you for the trip. So they'll tell you, they'll send you out a big booklet on preparing you to volunteer in Kenya. They'll tell you what you need to do next in terms of flights, vaccinations, travel insurance, and help you arrange all of those. Then you'll fly into, you'll arrange your flights and you'll fly into Kenya. We'll have a driver at the airport to, meet, to pick you up, and he'll take you to a, a homestay with other volunteers and a local Kenyan family. 
once you get to once you're there with the local family, the next day orientation begins. So we have two starts, two start dates every month. Uh, let's say, for example, you're starting on the first of April. On the first of April, you'll go to a to our uh, home base in Nairobi with the local staff and the other volunteers, and you'll run through a full day orientation on basically an introduction to Kenya and volunteering in Kenya with IVHQ. What do you need to do to prepare yourself? You know, things to watch out for, safety, weekend trips, discussions about best teaching methods. The next day after the orientation's finished, you'll be taken to your placement and you'll be introduced to the school, the people that you'll be working with, your classroom, and also the uh, and also the homestay family that you'll be living with for the next three months that you're in Kenya. Over your time in Kenya, you'll be teaching at the school regularly. A typical day will be between three to five hours of teaching per day. But then a big, I mean, a big aspect of our trips is also the social aspect, and a huge, huge amount of our volunteers will take the time to spend a weekend to go on safari, which we've got a, a travel company we use in Kenya to arrange safaris for our volunteers. They might do a trip down to Mombasa for the weekend to have a weekend at the beach. A lot of volunteers travel into uh, Tanzania, which is about four hours away, and they climb Mount Kilimanjaro for a few days. There's huge opportunities. So while the focus of our trips is very much on volunteering, a lot of volunteers also use the time to really explore the country and get to know the people a lot better. We always say that there's no better way to learn about a country and the people than volunteering. You're living with a local family, you're working amongst the local community. It's a really great way to immerse yourself. That sounds like a trip that I want to sign up for. You know where our website is, John. <laughs> so Dan, you've had a lot of ups, you've had some downs, but you've just created this really incredible company that's doing so much good in the world. Have you had an I've made it moment? Yes and no. I guess as IVHQ as a company, we're you know, you, I don't think you'll ever be like that. You're always wanting to, you're always wanting to grow. You always see more opportunities. You're always thinking more things that you can be doing. Um, you know, more services you can be providing for the volunteers to make their experience better. But I guess you, you know because our business is a little bit different to others, and that we're we're providing a service that is helping a lot of people. And so I have I've had a couple of times where the first time I went back to Kenya after we first started sending volunteers there. And seeing the progress that had been made in some of the schools and, you know, the way that the organization had grown within Kenya um, from when we first started, that was hugely satisfying. Um, I don't know if I'd say it was an I made it moment, but it was definitely like, hey, wow, we're doing something really good here. Even more important than the I've made it moment a lot of times is the fact that you're enjoying the milestones that you're hitting along the way, these accomplishments, these achievements that every single month, every single year, you're just seeing the growth in what you're creating. Would you say that you're enjoying that journey, those milestones, Dan? Uh, certainly, yeah. And I think, I, mean, I think that links back into that, you know, that quote that I gave you at the start of the interview, John. If you're not, doing, if you, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Um, and for me, I think the journey and what we're doing along along the way is, you know, a million times bigger than I suppose the end result of IVHQ. Right. For me, it's it's all about the journey and what we're doing at the moment. So, yeah, I love the journey. It's a great it's a great business to be involved in. Um, you know, for me as a young guy, I get to travel to twenty or so different countries right. every year, and you get to see a lot of different things. So, I um I couldn't be happier. 
So Dan, you've done such a great job explaining what IVHQ is and what an actual trip would look like. Take a couple seconds now and just share with Fire Nation something that's really exciting you about your company right now. Um, I guess probably the biggest thing is still our potential for growth. Now, you know, we've grown a lot in five and a half, six years, and we've created a really strong name for ourselves in terms of what we do, our systems, our processes, our template for, you know, providing effective, affordable volunteer programs. And there's just a huge amount of opportunity in terms of countries, people from countries coming to us and wanting to work with us. Um, we get around two or three requests every day from organizations, people around the world who want to work with IVHQ and become the IVHQ for Jamaica or Fiji or Argentina and to take us into those new areas, which is, for me, really exciting. It means new countries for us to work in. It means more opportunities to link volunteers with uh, projects in country. You know, it's, it's, for us, it's also growth. So it's, um, for me, that's, that's the really exciting thing at the moment is that opportunity and that ability to take IVHQ into different areas. So really quickly, take us through what your vetting process would be. Let's say somebody calls you up and says, Dan, we want to have an IVHQ set up in Jamaica. What would you do to give your stamp of approval on that? We won't go specifically just after one organization. We'll look at, we'll look at a country. So we might say, okay, we wanna, we've got a lot of interest from Jamaica. We'll look at Jamaica as a country as a whole, and we'll look at all of the different options that have come to us. We'll do our own research, so we'll look at um, people that are working within volunteer travel in Jamaica at the time and see what opportunities there are there in terms of partnership um, and people that we think could be a good fit. And then we start doing some research and we'll open communication via email and phone with these organizations and people. Um, we usually like to start with around 15 to 20 and we like to try and narrow that down to around three or four looking at things like their experience, their systems, what type of projects they work in. Cost is a big thing for us. Um, obviously, we're based a lot on affordability, and so we need organizations and people that can provide low-cost volunteer projects without compromising on quality. Um, and once we get it down to two or three, then myself and one other member of the team will fly into that country, and we'll spend a couple of weeks there looking at the organizations firsthand, the people, Working out who we feel is a good fit, again, I suppose tying in what we said before, doing a bit more research on the people themselves and working out what their motivation is for wanting to work with IVHQ, what is their background, are they good people. Once we make a decision on that, then we'll go into training and we'll spend a few days doing training on how IVHQ likes to run their programs, how we like our volunteers to be received in country, and we'll do all the training and then sign them up as a partner. So Dan, take just about 30 seconds and share with Fire Nation your vision for the future of IVHQ. At the moment, we're working in 20 countries around the world. Um, I guess in five years' time, I'd like to see us working in 40 countries. Um, I'd like to see us to be able to offer more, more services pre-departure for volunteers and in terms of applications that they can use on their smartphones, a bit more of an interactive login area for the website. Um, and I'd also like to see some, you know, to be able to make some real progress in terms of the projects that we're working with in country, to be able to ensure that we're always doing our best there and, um, you know, making sure that the volunteers are making the most effective work, um, use of their time in country. Powerful. 
Okay, Fire Nation, we're going to quickly thank our sponsors who allow us to bring Entrepreneur on Fire to you seven days a week for free. Are you waiting for the perfect time to start your dream business? That time is now. LegalZoom and Entrepreneur on Fire have partnered up to make sure you get started right. Whether you're setting up an LLC, S-Core, sole proprietorship, nonprofit, trademarks, or copyrights, LegalZoom takes care of you from start to finish. Their award-winning service was developed by the best legal minds in the country, and every business gets personalized attention. One stat that I love, Fire Nation, is 90% of LegalZoom customers would recommend LegalZoom to their family. There is a disclaimer here to note, though. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but they can connect you to an attorney and provide self-help services at your specific direction. Let's sum this up. If you're an entrepreneur and want to ensure you are protecting your business, call or visit LegalZoom.com and protect what's yours. Make sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout for additional savings. 99designs is the answer to all your design needs. Do you need a new logo for your business? What about some sweet web design? We could all use some new infographics, Facebook cover pages, and banners. Incredible graphic designers at 99designs are waiting to help you out. They'll work on projects you define, and you'll assign the budget that works for you. There's a lot that goes into starting a new business. The paperwork, the legal considerations, personnel, and day-to-day operations. Get some help with the branding and marketing from people who know their stuff. At 99designs, you choose the best submissions for your project and give feedback until the results match your expectations. There's a 100% money-back guarantee, complimentary design consultations with a San Francisco design team for all your branding needs, and a stellar 24-7 customer support. Visit 99designs.com slash fire today for a $99 pack of services for free. That's 99designs.com slash fire. So we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Sounds good. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Um, age was the biggest thing, John. I was 23 at the time and I didn't really know many other people that had started their own business at such yeah. a young age. Um, and getting the confidence to go and do that was, you know, to actually go out there and to have a crack at it was probably the biggest barrier for me at the time. What is the best business advice you've ever received? Whatever you do, do it properly, I think is the most important thing. Um, and as a great piece of advice, you know, if you go into something half-hearted or you don't give it a proper crack, then you're gonna you're gonna struggle. Um, you need to commit to things, you know, fully and make sure you, you you do it properly. If that means you know working 16-hour days sometimes, working your weekends, you know, having to really you know commit your commit a, a fair fair chunk of your time to, to to this business, then you know. You're going to have to do it to make sure you um, get that success with it. What's something that's working for you right now? Social media for us is really big. With the age of the people that go on our trips, which is average age 18 to 25, you know, we've got a massive social media community. And not, I suppose not just social media, but social media to create a community. 
whereby we've got literally thousands of people every day interacting on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all talking to each other about trips they've been on, trips they're going to. Um, for us, social media is a really big thing. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? Mate, I've got three, and they're all related to travel because we travel so much. All right. Um, the first two are language-based apps, and then well, the first one's Mind Snacks, which is a basically it's a fun way to learn a language. You play games, and you can you can get the ins and outs, um, which I found very good because I'm not the best pe- the best person with languages. Um, the second one's Ultralingua, which is a language dictionary, and you can download that to your smartphone, and then whenever you're away, you can um, you can you download it in one language, and then you can. If you find a word you don't know or you want to know a word in a different language, let's say Portuguese, you can look the word up or you can type the word in in English and it will translate it for you. So I found that very helpful. And the third one is City Maps to Go, which is an app that you can download maps for the cities that you're going to um, when you have Wi-Fi and then let's say you don't have a um, 3G connection while you're overseas, then you still have access to those maps, and it works a bit like Google Google Maps, which can be really helpful for finding your way around cities and new countries when when you're traveling. If you could recommend one book for Fire Nation, Dan, what would it be? Now, I'm not a big reader of business books. I'm one of those guys that, when I'm not working, I like to try and get my head out of the out of out of the um, business world. But I've actually come up with one because I guess again, it's quite a it's for me. It was really relevant to when we started IVHQ, and that was Richard Branson's autobiography. Yes. Um, the first time I read that was just as I was starting IVHQ, and I spoke before briefly about you know age and confidence being something holding me back starting the company. And reading that, you can see you know how someone who's so established and owns <laughs> literally hundreds of companies these days under the Virgin brand started from nothing, and you know. At such a young age, it was, you know, I suppose, great for me at the time to see such a real-life example of that. So, Dan, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky, so take your time, digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know what? I, I don't think I'd do a lot. I'd probably take the opportunity just to relax, to meet people. Um, I think the the idea of trying to get straight in and start something like IVHQ again would probably be a little overwhelming. So I think I'd just try and network, meet with people. You know, try and establish myself and see see where I fit in the local community and how I can how can I best make the um, best position myself to make use of opportunities that are going to arise from living within that community. Hey, that's a great answer. I'm surprised most entrepreneurs don't just say, I would chill out. I've been working so hard for so long. Now I have $500 and all my food and shelter is taken care of and I have no responsibilities. Let's party. (laughs) Yeah, I think it'd be good. (laughs) So Dan, you've given us some great actionable advice this entire interview and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share with us how we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. My one piece of advice would be to whatever you're doing in you know your business or you know even outside of business, make sure you surround yourself with good people because essentially those people are going to make or break what you're doing. Um, 
whether it be people for support or people that are working for you, they're, they're essentially, you know, running your business or helping make you as a, make you be what you are as a person. Um, IBHQ, you can find us online at www.volunteerhq.org. Um, we offer volunteer trips abroad to over 20 countries around the world, one week to six months. We do everything from surfing outreach programs to teaching to construction to medical programs. Um, have a look online, check out the website. If you'd like us, hit us with any questions, we'll get back to you very quickly. Dan, let me just on an aside say, I think you're doing some incredible work over there. You're really impacting a lot of people in a very positive way. Thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise, and your experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. Pleasure. Fire Nation. My first book, Podcast Launch, is now live at Amazon. In this book, I share all and have created a step-by-step process for launching your podcast. The FIRE bonus is 15 video tutorials that I included with the purchase. You join me as I walk us step-by-step through each process visually, and by the end, you will be a podcasting pro. Pick up your copy at podcastlaunch.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.